What up, though? This B-Boy Red. I'm DJ Butter, y'all. And this Funky Fresh, Fresh in the Flesh. Fresh podcast. Yeah, actually, what? TV show now. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What up, though, Red? Oh, everything, everything. Yeah. Yo, just um, wanted to say, pay our respects to Amp Fiddler. Yes, indeed. Um, Rest in peace, Amp Fiddler. Yep. Yes, Legend, indeed. I was just seeing, um, I was at Bobby Green's spot. Earlier, and he was he was talking about him and how his brother helped him mm-hmm. play for enchantment and that type of yeah. stuff. So, man. yeah, I went down there to to Amp Studio in the '90s with Dez, and and uh, I didn't know how great he was. You right, know, he you know lived across the street from Persian almost. So. Right, yeah. Shout out yep. to Amp Filler, rest in peace, Amp Filler. Yeah, yeah, man. What you call it? Um, who else? Somebody? Uh, Carl Weathers passed. Yeah, Paulo Creed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was everybody's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you playing? What was that movie? Was it like Jumping Jack Flash or something yeah. you played in? Action Jackson. Action, yeah, Action Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. I seen um, a Sylvester Stallone uh, giving it up. And he was choking up. It was, yeah, it was a lot of respect for, for him. Yeah. yeah. He was saying how he couldn't do Rocky without him and all that. It was pretty right. dope you know, to see that. Yeah. You ever hear the... Um, Speaking of Rocky, you ever hear the story behind how he created Rocky? Mm-mm. Man, you gotta you gotta listen. Actually, you gotta listen to Tony Robbins tell it. Mm. But like he wanted to, um, so he had the script for Rocky, but one of the stipulations was that he played a lead character, and they wanted like the movie theaters wanted the movie, but they was like, nah, because no, the way he talked and yeah. all that, it didn't look right yeah. for Hollywood, and um. He was saying how he was broke and all of that. He sold his dog because mm. he was that, you know what I'm saying, just to just to make it by. But he was like, man, he made that movie, and he went back to that corner and found a person who brought his dog from him. But mm. you got to hear, like, the whole story because, like, the movie itself was like a rags to riches type thing. Mm. But how he made the movie should be a movie in itself. Wow. But yeah, man, just a lot of history behind the scenes. Yeah. You know. Um, what else we got going on? So I was I was watching um a documentary. So they not a documentary, it was a video. So you remember Nelly's house? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. one they did tip drill at? Yeah, that was actually his house. Yeah, it's in yep. bankrupt or something like that. Or? No, it's abandoned. It's been abandoned, vacant yeah. for like well, yeah, I think for like twenty years or something like that. It was that, that long. Yeah. So, so they was the credit card on the booth. <laughs> <laughs> right. The curse on the credit. <laughs> yep. So it's like it's like boarded up. It's like a wow. bando though. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like um so they they say after you know his sister that passed. Mm-hmm. He had gave that house to his sister, mm-hmm. and um, after she passed, I guess they just never did not would it. Then I think like a, they said a church or somebody brought it or something. It was like two million at the time. I think they brought it for like six hundred thousand wow. or something. But it's been vacant like nineteen twenty years. That's crazy. It's just a band though. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I seen like, a lot of. Uh, Kanye West property, a lot of a lot of his stuff is, is, is abandoned too. Yeah, he got like a warehouse or something. I seen. Yeah, it's a real expensive one. I think some people they just have like you have so much money coming in, you have these properties. You're like, oh, this is a good idea to buy it, and then maybe they CPA find a way where they can write it off mm-hmm. and that type of thing. But it's like you thinking of these huge. 
estates. And then where his was, it was like off the beaten path. So it was like, um, I don't think it's, you know, some, some homes because of the area, it's going to sell. Right. But some people like, um, I think Hammer did that. He built his house way out somewhere and it was like, there's no real market for that sometimes. So at, so the, at the pumps and the bumps mansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a common thing. Don't shoot a, a video at your crib wow. with hoes shaking their ass because it's going to end up being bacon or bankrupt, right? Drilled. <laughs> wow. That's funny. But yeah, they said some, either a church brought it, mm. but somebody was saying like some type of cult had brought the house or something. I was like, man, but it's just being vacant, man. Just sitting there, a swimming pool frozen over and everything. I, I see the kids. Um, it's a YouTube channel. The white kids hop the fence and they, oh yeah, yeah, they go into those big houses and stuff. I said, wow, yeah, them old warehouses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it'd be like um, they have. I think they call it like vacant porn or abandonment porn, mm. or something like that, where they go into all the vacant properties. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I've seen them with the Kurt Cobain house and Baby O house. I said, wow. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Tip drill. That was classic. So, uh, speaking of tip drill, right? So, I was arguing with somebody. I said, the late 90s, early 2000s probably had the best video women mm. in the videos. They had I know- the bigger budgets or something back then. It seemed like. Yeah, they had a bigger budget and more petite women. Yeah. Because it was like... It seemed like these guys just grab a camera and don't even put no thought behind it no more, you know? Yeah. But, Mm. like, I was thinking about... So, the argument was we was going from, like, the Uncle Luke girls, right? Mm. So, like, the Luke dancers and the uh, Daisy Dukes and the biker shorts. But then it was that moment where, like, you had a video and it was full of like Amarees and stuff just walking right. around with the long legs right. all shined up right. and stuff. Petite, slim. Right. They had little thumpers on the back, but right. they weren't BBLs. What uh who brought that in style? Was it uh Buffy the Body? Wasn't she the first one to kinda Probably so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kinda, kinda probably pinky that I, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she was the kind of first, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the with just the extra large Right. Assets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to K Slade for bringing Buffy the body to the world. (laughs) (laughs) The Sarah Bartman's of the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was I wanna know, so let me ask you this. Do you think when I know they eventually go out of style, when do you think BBLs would go out of style? You think we got another year or two? I don't know, it'd probably be some um they, they probably grab some horse butt cheeks or something in a minute. Excel it. They gonna do something going because it's always some it's always some insecurities in the world, man. Yeah. So you know they gonna do something crazy and just make it. I seen man, I was out of town, man. I seen this old lady with a BBL. Me and my wife just staring at her like, like hell no. <laughs> like, it was just like. <laughs> It was crazy, man. What was she like sixty seven? Man, almost seventy. Damn. And her shit was like. You sure it was a BBL, not the old grandma? But now she you know, like she puts with they moo moos. Nah, stuff she put some money in it because her man. <laughs> he look, <laughs> he had a pinky ring and everything. I'm like, they put some money on that butt, that old ass booty, man. 
Hell's wild. <laughs> Put some money on that old ass booty. That's funny. So I look at, remember we used to, um, cause I, I'm guilty of it too. Remember we used to have them, them big fat ass tires on our cars, not like 22s, but they was wide and yeah. they stick out. Um, like Red Man said, they put parachuting out the Lex yeah, Coupe. Yeah. So they was wide. And it was like, damn, you think back, like how ridiculous that was. Cause some cars you had to get like spacers and stuff and get your um suspension right. adjusted just to put rims on it. Right. And it didn't hold no value. But at least we could change the rims out. That BBL gone. Man. I was riding through uh, I was riding through uh HP in a luxury car, man, and just the potholes were just like killing the car. <laughs> And I'm like, how do you, you know, ride, right. you know, good rims and good. Right. We got to get better, HP. <laughs> it's well, like, Detroit and Jim. Don't yeah. Blame it on HP. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I think what it's going to take for the um, BBLs to go out of style, I think like a rapper or somebody famous or pop culture just going to make it seem whack. Well, yeah, it got to be some some sexy skinniness. On TV. Yeah, olive oil back back in style or something yeah. got to come back. But it got to come from our culture. Yeah, to make it cool. Yeah, like come out saying I'm all natural. Right. Like what's her name? Corey Corey Ray. Benzino's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she yeah. got to come out. Yeah, because she ain't she ain't putting no money on her. Ass no. Yet. And she, you know, when you confident to make it look yeah. like you got a big booty, when you when you. <laughs> When you confident on your, <laughs> you said confident, making it like he yeah, uh, she Dillinger, back a little bit. <laughs> bullet, bullet titties, right? And when you confident about them, man, it make it, it make it look bigger. That's what it's all about, though, you know. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, it just after a while, it just start looking stupid, right? You know what I'm right, saying, right? All right. So, what about the um? So this catching on now too because. You know, my hairline receding, and I'm like, man, somebody was like, oh, you can go get the implants, because I'm still kind of curious what did Jada do, because he was bald. Jada Kiss? Yeah, he he came back. Not Jada Pickett, man. Don't (laughs) hurt alopecia. I don't want to talk about Jada being bald. The other Jada, right? So he came back. All of a sudden, it was just like he had a full head of hair, and it was like hairline and everything. So I'm like... What's going on? Somebody was like, man, you can get the hair implants where they take the hair from the back and put it in the front. Wow. Right? And then I'm like, nah. He was like, yeah, that's about 10 grand. But if you go over to like Turkey or something, it's only like 5,000. But I'm like, that's still 10 grand because you got to go over to Turkey. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) What's the difference? At least here I can sue somebody. Right. Right. But, uh, (laughs) but, my my friend, he's a barber. He started doing the hair units, and they be out cold. They be getting dreads. They be having the whole like, they be having a Tyler Perry two be special because they be Some like ATL. Yeah, no, nah, here. Mm. Yeah, he be like six hundred dollars a pop. Last you a couple months. Mm. You be he looking how like long a, that shit lasts? Like t- like two three months depending wow. on. They got a low budget one. Your pillowcase be fucked up. <laughs> nah, it, <laughs> it just they he shave he get so he he cut you down low, give you the George Jefferson right here. Well, at least like if my hair, if I want, he would cut out the George Jefferson, 
and then he get the prep and get all the glue and all of that, and they lay it, lay it on. Follow him on Instagram. It's too easy. Um, put, put it on there, and then he shaped that boy up. I could have dreads. Nah. I could have a high top. I can have a Kwame. That's so, man, that's wild. Man. And be straight. You know who got the realest one is um Deion Sanders. He when he was on there. Uh-huh. You know, the Jerry Curl messed his hair up for years, you know, but he got his hairline. Right. I don't know. I'm going to find out exactly who that dude was. That did. Right. Man, he, he showed his hairline. He started crying. You know, it was yeah. it was pro- super professional. Oh, he had the units or the, no, or the like they transplant? Had some, they had some transplant. Like yeah, yep. Some, that's some, like some tattoos or something. He had got made up in there or something. Yeah, they say he put like little... They do something in your follicles mm-hmm. when they be in there. And I imagine your head would be sore for a minute. Mm-hmm. But at least you ain't riding back on spirit sitting on your knees right. like the BBL chick. Right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. You just can't go swimming for a minute. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. I don't know about that. All right, so speaking of big asses, is this the, like the war of the asses between Nikki and Megan? Mm. Who Who you got? Well, Megan still new. Nikki is gonna be Nikki. I just don't like the uh, them crossing the boundaries past that. Uh, you know, past hip hop. Yeah, I ain't gonna speak on that, but because um, Nikki was like lying on your dead mom. Yeah, I was like, like oh, man. I'm and cringing. people just yeah. It's like that's <laughs> it'd be too much with that stuff, man. That's worse than Morris Day, man. Morris Day. Morris Day. When he walked up to Prince and was like, "How's the family?" Oh yeah, that's like the coldest. Yeah, that's the coldest line yeah, in a movie yeah. ever. Yeah, I don't think enough people realize <laughs> that. Like, you took I, it back. <laughs> yeah, I think people would just watch it a movie, right? And was just like, "Oh, he laughed." No, that was a cold line. Yeah, I remember. Like, "How's the family?" Yeah, huh? I think that because her fans started appearing at her grave, her mother's grave site, and yeah. stuff. That stuff is. I would, you know, that's beyond Rob being somebody bushes after all that, man. That's, yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, but yeah, I was. Yeah, you gotta keep some stuff on wax, but some stuff be too hard. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't get this energy from Nikki when Remy Ma went at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like some people. But they said it's a, um, it's a videotape, um, mm-hmm. of the actual incident coming out with. Uh, Tori's oh, innocence and stuff like that. Oh, that that'd be cool. You don't want to see nobody in jail, mm-hmm. especially especially if it's another truth out there mm-hmm. that make the current truth the lie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she called what she called big broke foot, broke yeah. foot, barefoot, yeah. big foot, broke foot. It's a, something. It's something on Tubi about the uh, the rapper who got shot on the foot or something. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. Tubi, Tubi make movies out of everything, dog. <laughs> They had some, uh, what you going to do with your tax money, Tubi movies? <laughs> <laughs> they be fooling. Hey, we got to do something super ratchet uh, like that. <laughs> hey, the the coldest movies, though, my wife put me up on it, is the Nollywood movies mm. from over in Africa yeah, and you was Nigeria. About that. Man, if you want to see, if you want to see a title first that's crazy, that kind of don't make sense, but then the movie has nothing to do with the wow. title until like the last fifteen minutes. 
That's their exploitation and, and the movies be three hours long wow. on YouTube. Dog, wow. you got to look at a Nollywood wow. <laughs> movie. That's crazy. It'd be like, um, wife fell, falls in love with the gardener boy. They don't say like gardener or pool boy. They say like gardener boy. They add like extra words. And stuff, and then you go through the whole movie, and, and it's not that. you don't even see the gardener <laughs> dog. It did like the last yeah. 15 minutes after she did something with four other people. Wow, and then the gardener boy show up. Wow, man, it'd be crazy. I don't know how she watch it, but Nollywood yeah, got it, they got their own industry over there. My man. wife called those, those, those get high movies. <laughs> yeah, I sit there laughing. <laughs> You gonna you gonna be sober and laugh and think you high, cause it's so obnoxious, dog. You like how? No, it's, they couldn't have thought, wow. man. No, Nollywood. Yep, Nollywood. I gotta check that out. Yep. So it, and it's a big industry, cause you look at um, when you look at how many views and stuff they had, they be eating. They got some stars over there though in Nollywood. Mm. It's like four or five actors that being like some of the. Um, the better movies, and some of them are on Netflix. Now, those are a little bit more polished and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you want to see, like, when they really out there, like, in the little villages and stuff, go on YouTube and watch those movies. Right, okay. Yeah, that's funny. I heard um, Run DMC's uh, new uh, movie on Peacock documentary is out. Yeah, Kings from Queens. Yeah, I got to check that out. I heard yeah. Nat Morris is in there. I'm For real? Mayor Nat Morris is in there. Oh, that'll be dope. Yeah, Detroit in there. Rapper. Yeah. That's dope. That I seen um we always got our our piece in something like the yeah. Bismarcky documentary that he was in there. Um they were talking about how he he broke uh, just a friend in Detroit first. And wow. They ended it with with him wearing a Marius Malone shirt. So it's it's dope to see That's those dope. see those type of um legends with you know, with Detroit and you know, in effect in there, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, man. I, is it anything about Run DMC you think you don't know? Um, like I, I didn't. See I used it. to try to know much as I can back then. Like I, I didn't know it was original Christmas and Hollis. It was somebody. It, it was a song they sampled for real. I I found that out the other day. I heard the original. Right. But um. That was that was new to me, and um, you know, just you know, knowing that um, Jam Master Jake, a guy son, killed him and stuff was that's wow. that's stuff I'm getting to learn about, you know, as well. But other than that, um, I, a lot of that Crush Group stuff I think is real too. I'm hearing, yeah, how they was trying to ask their dad for money and all that stuff. Yeah, don't borrow no money from JD. Yeah. This going to happen every day until JD get his money. Well, how much he brought back then? It was, I think it was only like 10000 or something. Wow. And him and Rick Rubin had tried to go to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so I know Jay had like some connections here in Detroit because his son stayed here for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I thought I knew everything. I have to watch the documentary and see. Because, like, growing up, you would just see them, like, in right on, word up. So you just read everything. And every time they came out with an album, it was some more information. But I don't know. We'll I see. used to hear that uh, they got the, uh, they was they was going hard with the Adidas when they uh, came to Hard Plaza and they seen. 
Oh yeah, saying you like know, young boys. Yeah, all that era. They was they start going more harder with the Adidas after I can believe coming, that. coming to our culture, you know. Yeah. I know um there was there was a issue between them and LL regarding the um Rock the Bells and Peter Piper mm. be because um because it was something where LL had had a record or something like that, and then Peter Piper came out. It was something with the samples. I think there was, was like, a was, remix of Rock the Bells. Uh... Yeah, the, it was a, the original Rock the Bells had the um, like the Congos or something yeah, on it. Yeah. But then they had then he did the next one that mm-hmm. ended up on the album. But it was something they had some tension or something going on over the records because they were similar or something mm-hmm. like that. Or the same sample, but and they we back and we did L's version, and then they came back with that one. I I looked the story up, but yeah, that's the only thing I thought I didn't know. But mm. you just never know what. Yeah, they, you know, what I know they were uh they were Run DMC was about to open for Tupac uh the day he got killed. Oh, that's yeah, what I DMC heard about that. Saying. Yep. Suge Knight paid him a half million to come to Club Six Six Two, and they didn't make it. Yeah, Run DMC. Yeah. That's crazy. And Ron used to DJ. I knew that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Speaking of uh, attention on records, man, what you think about them Benzino bars? Benzino, <laughs> no net. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, it's a, it's an effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to <laughs> think about it. Like, his, his, uh, his reason is different than maybe like Machine Gun Kelly, right? Mm. But I mean. Machine Gun Kelly probably made the best effort out of everybody because it was a more shock factor, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, um, I mean, to go at somebody that lyrical and that talented, first of all, it takes courage. Mm-hmm. But I think his issue is, you know, of course, more personal. But then, um, yeah, it, I mean... It's just it's just him rapping, you know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing special about it, nothing like right. that. He he did say something years ago when they first started um, having their issues. I think it was somewhat true because we hear it coming out of the probably the younger generation and more like some a lot of the street rappers. Mm-hmm. He said something to the extent he was like, they kept asking why was he pressing M so hard. And he was like, you know, uh, it's like a machine behind him and this type of thing. But he made a comment that it's going to be hard for a lot of black dudes to make it out of Detroit because uh, M's presence. I I can't remember the exact words, but what I got from it was because M is here and he's white and it was going to be like, all the labels and the machines was going to be looking for people, but they had to kind of go through or be affiliated with M. And M had his crew around him, and you know what I'm saying? And it was like, if you wasn't connected, you know, labels probably wasn't looking for a lot of right. people. Because we had a ton load of talent here at, at the time. time yeah. And it was just like, so I I kind of understood where he was coming from because you could see see that happening. Mm. Like Royce even said, like I took my album to the label, and then it was like crickets. And then he said, you know, they found out I was messing with Dre and M, and same album came back and they signed me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was like, so imagine somebody that wasn't even getting the the access to the label. 
and it was like oh are you how are you affiliated with Eminem do you know Eminem do you can get can you get M on a record whereas in other cities they they probably didn't have that problem you know right. what I'm saying they probably did to some extent but it's like they probably had ten M&Ms where they was from. Yeah, our our, our black success was was Motown. Yeah, know? but like if you compare like, so let's say, so let's say if you were um, in New York or in the South or even out West, you probably had people saying, "Are you affiliated with Dre Cube right. or whatever? Are you are you in this family tree?" Right. But at that time, M was so big. And it was like, I guarantee a lot of people was trying to sign artists here, but they wanted to know what their connection to M was. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we heard it with some of the people we interviewed. Right. You know, like, oh, you got you got M on a song? Well, sign here, you yeah. know. So I understood it from that perspective, but I just didn't understand them going that the in the direction he went with it. And I think, too, he, uh, he made... Um... He may have been um more keen to um M's past life with the the previous rappers he was working with yeah. with the racist tapes and all that, that yeah. stuff. I think he was I think he he had more uh insight on and, and more really more fire, you know, for for attacking when he when he got that more than we even you know, right. know it exists. You know? But then, too, you got to understand, he's an outsider looking in, yeah. and he didn't have that experience of being around him at the hip-hop shop or even knowing right. the people that was supporting it right. and, and sharpening their sword with him, right. like a Royce or a proof of somebody like that. So, right. like, his perception of what it was is that wasn't it. Right. So he's attacking somebody or a machine that, it it didn't it wasn't even called for that and I mean that ruined Boston, the whole magazine. Yeah, it did. You know what I'm saying? The source was like, well, Boston got Marky Mark and who else? I mean, uh, Marty Erso. It was yeah. That's that's where a lot of his fire come from. Right. Right. New edition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. It's nothing really bigger than New Edition. <laughs> right. In Boston, uh, right. what's the the guy? Um, Mill Millies or something. He's dope. Ain't Ed OG from Boston? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't forget it, Ed OG. Yeah, it wasn't, dog, it wasn't too much. Yeah. So, you know, we got to protect our own no matter what, you know. One thing I do like, so I understand both sides. I understand when, because even to this day, going back to what I said earlier, they even ask all the young rappers, you see them on a breakfast club, so do you know Eminem or what's your affiliation? Have you met Marshall? Like, dude, some of them dudes was eight. When M was like at his peak, you know yeah. what I'm saying. You asking them about M, they didn't know. They didn't know denying. They wasn't around proof for none of them dudes. So like, our culture just moved different though. It's like you you will see, you know, just just look at how how Mesa signed Fabio Foreign. Right. You know, it's just we we move a little different. I mean, they they you know just look at. It's no just look at what K Slate did with uh two hundred MCs and stuff. Right. You know, he put guys from the seventies to the guys from now. Right. You know Well let me let me ask you this though, on looking at both sides of this, because I always seen it like, all right, the De Detroit or any city, right? Because you look at you look at different 
we talked about like the NWA family tree, right? And what that, that led to. So what was M expected to do? Because you got to think, all right, he got D12, he got OB, and you can kind of say Royce. Royce just, Royce wasn't directly under him or on the label, mm-hmm. but he was part of that that M family group or whatever, right? Now, if he put all of them on, then they go put on five of their boys or whatever. What else is is it for him to do? I understand the argument. I think a lot of, but it's like, but uh, at the time, I think a lot of um, publishing and distributing and marketing, a lot of that was new for us. I think the internet kind of right. saved the young guys. I, I think um, him having a, um, a, a a physical radio show or things like that. I think. You, you know, you counted up how many Detroit DJs on that show. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, I get so, it. So it's like, how how can anything be branded? And right. here, he got a physical radio show, and these kids ain't, they can send an email. They don't have to do all the sweat equity, things right. like that. So we just got to, some some cats kind of stuck in the old ways. Right. You know, and I think, I, I think 20 years of that kind of, let the young kids see this stuff. That's right. why you you have forty two Doug and all these guys saying we want to make a change and yeah, you know it's it's, it's people got shit lists or cool clubs or you know it's, it's let's put all these gangsters in one room who who really they they more gangster than right. more gunny than yeah than, than our generation. You know what right. I'm saying? So, but to sacrifice did... that is you know out of twenty something thirty years of being rich. You know, but see, you yeah. kind of just proved the point I was making. So, like, you look at the the Vazos, the Sada Babies, and all them, or even like a Big Sean that went out, you know, signed with, with Kanye and all mm-hmm. of that. They didn't they didn't rely on one person. You know what I'm saying? Now they got their own thing going. Right. So, like, when we look at other cities, like but they they really work with each other. If you really look, yeah. At, if you really look at not to cut you off, B Boy McCoy. I, uh, but Tell just look, school, look at uh, you know, I swear, Sada Baby, Babyface, Ray, GT, Payroll, PZ, T, T Grizz, they all got songs together. Right. You know, is it whatever that little economy they have to to make a big economy? It, right. It exceeded the unity. Exceeded like. And that's that's what it is, though. Mm-hmm. But they didn't they didn't depend on just one person. No, it was like so the point I'm making is like I think it was a whole generation of uh people that was empowering each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we look back at that moment, it was like, Oh, I'm somehow affiliated with M or I'm the third generation next to the man, next to the man, right? When we looked at other like the West Coast or down south. They had those affiliations, but it wasn't all based on one person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can probably say in the West Coast a lot went through Dre, but still you had Cube, you had Snoop, you had other entities. And it was like, it's to the point where you have, like, no nobody's saying, oh, Redman, you got on. Redman put on a lot of MCs on his albums and all of that, right? But it's, it's not a lot of people going around saying, Oh, you from Jersey? Do you, what's your affiliation mm-hmm. with Red Man? What's your affiliation with Tretch? We the it's almost like we the only people when we come up 
you don't see Southern artists going to Breakfast Club and they be like, so do you know Andre 3000? But when we come up there, it's like, oh, so do you know Eminem? Like, no, I wasn't even, I was 10, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. when he popped off. So it's like, I, I get it from both sides, but that's why I really like the generation we in now because when they talk, and even now, I like it even more now what some of these dudes is doing. Like, hey, you coming after him. Yeah, we don't have no ties with him or none of that, but he's still Detroit. Of course, right. Like, he not my man or none of that, but he's still Detroit. Right. You're not going to get me to talk bad mm-hmm. about him or, or join your side or not like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the new generation of, of, of MCs and, and artists that we got, they just get the business more. Yeah, I think then, we then, we battle rap too much while they were making songs. Exactly. Yep. It was a lot more freestyle while they pay style. It was just a yeah. They came out the gate to make money and be in the business and hustle. I think too, and a lot of the battle rapping formed shitlesses. Yeah. To where the the guys didn't really want to do business, and we we missed a lot of. We let the youngsters see this for twenty years, and they would say, "Okay." We beefing on we this or that, but we gonna we gonna try to record. Right. We gonna we gonna try to take a picture with each other. Or, yeah. You know, you know it's East versus West, but we, you know, we gonna try to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, so I, I would just my my message to any media: if you interview an artist from Detroit, ask them like, do you know Peasy? Do you know Payroll? You right. know what I'm saying? Like every question. Don't have to be again. These guys, some of these guys, twenty years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they coming out. They don't. They probably listen and heard him, but that just shouldn't be everybody' question. It's like, it's like coming from New York. Everybody asking you about Jay Z. Like, I would. I would want them. I would want them to ask Peasy. Do we know Nat Morris? Do we know? Yeah. Brian Piccolo and these guys. Ask him. Do we know who DMW? Is? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. most of them gonna yeah. say. They knew about Cheddar Boys, mm-hmm. Rock Bottom, and all that, right. and I love that, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you ask them, well, what's the lineage back to DMW, right. or you know what I'm saying, J to the or D, or Jack Frost, yeah. or J to the D, yeah. or something, because that that's that lineage, a style of street right. rap, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, I don't know, man. That's just that's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. Yep. Got to keep educating. We so we not behind because our Detroit is like a, our own island, but you know we uh we gotta protect it because um you know they look at us just like doo woppers and Motowners, you know. No, now, I don't think now that now we got M, now they we got the it. young guys. Yeah, now. it's like yeah. y'all got M, y'all got Kid Rock, but now the young guys and the, you got these guys that they got the Detroit flow now on their songs. Right. Yeah. You know, they were looking for something to steal from our culture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's that's a wrap. Funky yeah. fresh in the flesh. Rest in peace to Amp Filler once again. Yep. And we out of here. And we out. Peace.